you beautiful people. Welcome back to the Long-Term Podcast. I'm your host, Advin Villa, and today we have a very special guest, correctional officer, borderline personality disorder advocate, and my childhood friend, Tegan Pasidney. All right, we are live. Awesome. We're here with Tegan. <laughs> so excited. Um, so yeah, tell me what the, the journey was like to become a correctional officer? Um, well, it was a physical test, mm-hmm. um, and then a, a series of interviews, as well as like a written right. um, like test kind of thing. But I also did two years of schooling mm-hmm. um, uh, in correctional services to enter the criminal justice field. And what did, the, what did that entail? Um, so I did um, two two semesters of field placements in my second year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just a bunch of different classes um, about law, um, indigenous studies, um, gender studies. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's just a, everything that you could possibly touch on in the justice system, mm-hmm. I, I learned about, which was really, really cool. I know you didn't start off with wanting to be a correctional no. officer, right? <laughs> so what kind of, what led you to that path um yeah so i originally wanted to be a forensic psychologist right um i started off in psychology i did two years of my bachelor of arts uh, degree in well undeclared but it was going to be psychology Mm -hmm. and i found that i was not good at it (laughs) 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 is it just like the types of tasks or yeah um Mm. the the content uh it was going to take me four years to get to what i wanted to learn Mm -hmm. um and i just didn't I didn't think I could put myself through four years of doing stuff that I hated. Right. Um, it was making me really unhappy. Um, yeah, lots of anxiety. I went through a really bad depression. Um, and then one day I was just like, enough's enough. Like, I got to find something else. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want to leave school because I still wanted to find something in the field that I wanted to work in. And... I didn't even know McEwen offered it until one day when I was looking and I found correctional services and I was like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds pretty banging. And how do you know when it's right for you? Because I know in going into psychology, you thought mm-hmm. it was going to be great and you had all yeah. these ideas in your head and you wanted to be a uh, psychologist. Yeah. And what made you decide that, hey, this is not for me? Is it, was it like one t- bad test after the other, or is it just the enthusiasm, the content? Uh, and- yeah, the content, and like, mm-hmm. I just wasn't super passionate about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I found correctional services, I found that there were so many other jobs that I could do. Because mm-hmm. um, with psych, you're, you're pretty limited to psych. Yeah. yeah. Um, with correctional services, um, even like police studies, which is another program that McEwen offers, um, I could have gone into probation. I could have worked in the community, which I did. Um, I can work like a nonprofit. I can work in corrections specifically, or I, I can go on to become a police officer, which you, you can do with psych, but you have so much more um, targeted courses that it really does help when you're actually in the justice system. Oh, cool. But yeah. So what, what part of being a officer attracted you um I really like the routine Mm -hmm. um I'm very much like a structure person (laughs) right so uh I worked a little bit in the community um in a nonprofit, and I did a field placement in an office um 
And it was just, it was different things every day, which I did enjoy, but it was pretty monotonous. Mm-hmm. Whereas um, when you're working in as an officer, it's different things every day, but you're always on your feet. There's not really any time to sit down and just, you, you do get time to sit down and just take a sec, but yeah. um, you're always, you're always moving, you're always doing things, but it's always, it's still structured. Like mm-hmm. you get up, you go to work, you follow a routine, and then you finish work and you go home. And which I like that, even though there is like, obviously there's fights and all you, this how stuff. How do you break that up? <laughs> I mean, when, when that's a guy that's like six feet and they're mm-hmm. just with another guy, you kind of have to use some a weapon maybe, right? How do you go about that when um, it's just, do you kind of, do you start off with uh, uh, just, hey, quit that and then when you don't listen you get it gets physical and what how do you go about breaking up fights and um i i personally can't really speak to that um because i've i've personally never had to yeah i'm pretty new but But it's um, it's gonna come it's gonna come (laughs) yeah but uh um de-escalation is the Mm. number one thing we start with um Mm. so using verbal cues um but i will be going to training Right. Um, where I will actually learn like control tactics and um, more of the physical side of things. Um, but most of the other officers I, I work with are trained, um, so I'm never alone. Um, and you, we we, there's already all these stories, right? And there's already it's happened before, right? Yeah. It's gonna it's about to happen again. Yeah, but absolutely. They've they've already gone through it, so they know yeah. what to tell you. Yeah. Uh, what are the what are the people like um, to work with? Like your your coworkers? Oh, what, they're what, amazing. Yeah, what sort of people get attracted to this type of work? Um, definitely, um, very strong willed, strong minded people. I really mm. really admire the people I work with. Mm-hmm. Um, you just just generally everybody in the the criminal justice kind of field. Mm-hmm. Um, it does take a very special kind of person. Um. You have to have some sort of empathy um, because a lot of these people that we work with um, have never gotten a chance uh, mm-hmm. in life. Like, they grew up in abusive households or n- mm-hmm. no household, living on the streets um, with drug addictions and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it's it does, it does break your heart a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you ever take that home with you? I try sure not to. Right. Um, it, it is hard sometimes. You you go home and you think about a story you heard that day, and it's it's tough. Um, but I like to think that I can be there for that person. I might not be able to change their life, but I can be a person that they can listen to, um, look up to, and that's that's all I want to be. Is I I eventually want to be in a leadership role, um, but having good rapport with um even just your your coworkers but also the the clients that you work with um building rapport and um being somebody that they can just talk to um even just a simple conversation like hey how's your day going it does mean a lot to to those people yeah when i go about my day and i he- hear these stories of mm-hmm. abuse and people that are going through catastrophe and i often look into myself and i i really I feel bad almost, right? Mm-hmm. Like, why am I feeling like this when there's so many other people out there who are unfortunate, who have gone through mm-hmm. just 
such debilitating experiences. Mm-hmm. But do you often feel that way? How do you how do you combat that? No. Um, definitely having a good therapist. Right. Um, it's hard to. It's it's hard, especially when you've had everything, and you meet people and you work with people who have had nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's hard to not feel guilty. Um, but knowing that you go there and you can try and make a difference and do your do your mm-hmm. best for those people, is um what I think anybody in our, in our field can do. Um, and that's what I admire about a lot of my coworkers is that that is what they want to do is go there and give their best to our clients, give their best to their employees. Um, and just, just do the work that they were made to do. Yeah. yeah. And how do you guys, cause these people have gone through a very harsh life, mm-hmm. right? And often we can, we can really dehumanize them, but oh, that they're just this just hardened person. That there's nothing mm-hmm. I can I can't connect with them. Mm-hmm. How do you guys connect with these people when you really uh, more often? Or I'm assuming you guys don't really have anything in common. Or I say yeah. that, but I'm sure there is. How mm-hmm. do you establish that connection? Um, definitely finding things that um, you both kind of enjoy. Um, I play a lot of cards with a yeah. lot of people. Poker? <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> poker. Um, uh, we played the game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a game that they taught me. But uh, even just things like that, finding something in common that you can both maybe not necessarily enjoy, but you mm-hmm. can both do together. And that even that just builds a connection. Um, yeah, f- uh, we do a lot of programming and stuff like that. So... Um, like addictions counseling and just talking with a psychologist, getting them to talk about their feelings so that you can connect with them more because you know then how they feel. Right. Um, even though they might not want to talk to you, they might right. want to talk to somebody else. But yeah. Right. Yeah, there's there's always opportunity out there, right? And yeah. if you look and you can, you can provide, you can lead these people mm-hmm. to a facet where they can help themselves, mm-hmm. right? And what are some challenges uh, that come with this? this field of work i'm sure it's very obvious it's mm-hmm. just understanding people and just that sometimes it can get violent and yeah it can get pretty hard on your psyche mm-hmm. right are there any um are there are there any tools that you you use so that you don't take it home and mm-hmm. you know, yeah um so i i personally um i have a therapist mm-hmm. um I also have a really good support system in my personal life. So like I have my loved ones, my close friends and stuff like that. Um, but in most, mo- I, I, I can't speak for a lot of the um, businesses, but I know that the ones that I have worked for um, have peer support. So mm-hmm. other employees, your coworkers um, are part, can be part of peer support or like maybe HR is peer support. You can talk to them and just talk through it with them. And sometimes even just having a conversation about it is is really helpful. Because, yeah, no, I feel like getting it out there, right? Like mm-hmm. having that, having someone who is willing to listen. Yeah. It's so cathartic, mm-hmm. hey? Because I feel like that's, really, that's what a lot of people lack these days, mm-hmm. right? It's, it's just, they want to get it out there, but they've gone through so much of their lives where nobody was willing to listen. And they've yeah. gone, they've dealt with people that are just so 
and no, even those people they're so caught mm-hmm. up with their own problems right that they don't see kind of the destruct the destruction that they're yeah that they're creating mm-hmm. and how what role does your does a therapist play in your life um recently a pretty big one mm-hmm. um i see a therapist every one to two months mm-hmm. um and i used to i used to hate going i really hated it yeah um but eventually i realized that this is something that i need everybody does it's like yeah. going to the gym right exactly like, yeah yeah and there's just so much stigma around mm-hmm. going to therapist because you're acknowledging that you have a problem yeah. right and i feel like i feel like everybody's got a problem mm-hmm. i think one the day i realized that hey life wasn't just meant to be butterflies and rainbows yeah. right that actually too much sunshine I actually read this quote um <laughs> this week too much sunshine can create a desert right oh, I if like you that. yeah 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 too much happiness can actually like lead you to a whole world of hurt mm-hmm. right in that role of a therapist and getting the 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 feelings out and mm-hmm. and we should provide change to like there's so much stigma around that, yeah i agree right? um I, I see it in all my friends like families and i know mm-hmm. this uh, one friend I, I want him to get support right but there's just so much stigma yeah and what, what would you say to someone who who is kind of uh, fighting with the stigma um it's kind of cliche but like that it's okay to to hurt and mm. that sometimes you just need help what's that song everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no yeah um, but like yeah. um it's what 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 i realized and you can't force somebody to go mm-hmm. um you can't force somebody to, t- to talk Mm-hmm. Um, they kind of just have to realize themselves that maybe this is something that I do need. Um, mm-hmm. and that's what it was for me. I kind of just, I woke up one day and I was like, I'm yeah. not okay. Mm-hmm. And I think the only way that I can be okay is to go and talk to somebody who right. can help. Yeah. Um, cause it's, it's one thing to talk to your friends, your boyfriend, your parents, your brother, your mm-hmm. sister, but they're not professionals. Yeah. Um, yeah. And everybody's going to give you different advice. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go see a therapist, they, they're experts on that that yeah. situation. So, yeah. You know, they have the tools for mm-hmm. you to, uh, to be able to find a consensus, to find yeah. peace, right? Mm-hmm. And what I learned, too, is just acceptance, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, there's so much... There is always going to be problems, right? Mm-hmm. In our, our chaotic world. Yeah. I mean, if... I've also thought of like perfection. I think so many people attain to that, mm-hmm. but it's impossible. Like yeah. I, it's just we're all imperfect, right? Mm-hmm. We're all we do have these problems, and we need to to find ways to, to find meaning within them, to mm-hmm. to just grow from them, and to be able to aspire for change, mm-hmm. and to go every day to wake up every day and have meaning, right? I feel yeah. like a therapist provides that mm-hmm. um i want to talk about uh a lot of people mistake it for bipolar disorder yes. but it's actually borderline personality disorder right yes uh bpd mm-hmm. um how has that affected kind of the, your, your trajectory in life and how you go about things um so when i was in high school um i was very unstable 
Yeah. Um, You're also very sweet, though. Oh, You're always you. very, you know. <laughs> I yeah. try my best. Yeah. Um, but I was very emotional. I'm still very emotional, but, like, in a ne- very negative way. Yeah. Um, I didn't know how to really keep my relationships with friends um, mm-hmm. because I was always almost putting what I felt on other people. I was kind of projecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in university, I took my very first psychology course mm-hmm. and I learned about bipolar disorder. And you you, just, you, you finally had an answer. I did. Right? That there are, there are people out there going yeah. through the same thing. Now, before this, did mm-hmm. you just feel all alone? I did. I yeah. did. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, when I took that psychology course, I learned about bipolar disorder and I was like, okay, you know, I kind of identify with some of the things that people who have bipolar disorder feel. I talked to a few people who have it, um, both bipolar one and two. Um, I booked an appointment with my doctor. I found a psychiatrist. I got diagnosed with bipolar two disorder. Um, a year or two later, um, I realized that the mood swings I was feeling were more interpersonal mm-hmm. rather than just, um, Interpersonal like, being with uh, relationships with people, yeah, right? interacting, interacting with people, with people. <laughs> right. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I found that my mood was very dependent on conversations and reactions from other people, rather than feeling just very depressed and and um, more more hypomanic. Mm-hmm. I realized that the hypomania that I was feeling was, I think, just my baseline. I just mm-hmm. felt happy. And I think that was my normal. And I hadn't felt that in a really long time. And I think I mistaked that as hypomania. Mm-hmm. Um, I went back to a new psychiatrist. And uh, I had a few appointments with, with her. And she looked at me in the eyes and she was like, I don't think you have bipolar disorder. Mm. She's I think confident. She's, she's confident. Like, yeah, yeah. She's like, I think mm. you have borderline personality disorder. And what's the difference? Um, bipolar disorder is... Um, and I'm not an expert on this. Right, of course. We'll um, disclose that. Disclose this. No, no, I'm not an expert. No, no. Um, is more um, like neurological kind of chemically in your brain. If, if I'm remembering and I'm having this correct. Um, it And it's more um, kind of three moods. So you have your depressive, your mania or hypomania, and then mm. your baseline. Um, and your, depress- your depressions can last... If you have bipolar 2 disorder, they last a lot sh- shorter. Um, and then if you're bipolar 2, you have hypomania. If you're bipolar 1, you have um, mania. Mm-hmm. And like the mania can lead to like paranoia, um, delusions, um, sometimes hallucinations and stuff like that. Whereas BPD is more characterized by um, a lot of interpersonal relationships. So there's there's actually, if you read in the, the DSM-5... Um, it's like the book on diagnosing mental illness. Um, there's nine criteria. I don't think I'd be able to name all of them, but the main ones are like um, unstable relationships, self-harm, um, unstable mood, so like a lot of pretty intense mood swings. Um, there's just a little bit more criteria for borderline personality disorder as well as um, b- borderline personality disorder, BPD is um a personality disorder um whereas bipolar is a mood disorder so that's like the main difference wow i yeah uh, 
That's that's a lot of information. Yeah, to take sorry. In, but sorry. I get, no, no, no. Don't don't, be, don't apologize. That's great. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm you know that's just that you have these answers right, and you mm-hmm. finally discovered the issue, the mm-hmm. underlying issue, and now you're working towards you know trying to alleviate mm-hmm. some of the 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 pain that you go through. Yeah. And. When you go about your day, you said the interpersonal, it's more, mm-hmm. BPD is caused more with interpersonal relationships. Yeah. Is it like, uh, there's this idea of emotional contagion, right? Where mm-hmm. you got someone who's like very down and or like very happy, you know? And mm-hmm. do you, you absorb that? Is that what I kind of, what I'm um, understanding? For me personally, mm-hmm. um, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I definitely kind of feed off of the mood of other people or mm-hmm. even in like, even just texting, if you know how, like, nowadays, there's always subtext. Yeah. You send K, I, they're mad at there, you. There's a meaning in there. There's a you meaning in there. You say K, and it's like, really? You can yeah, do, exactly. do me like that? You know? Or, yeah. like, if it's, like, a, but really, at the other end, it's just a person that's super busy. Exactly, right? yeah. Yeah, and then you kind of create these narratives in yes. your head, like, man, it's because the last mm-hmm. time we hung out, I said this one thing, and now exactly. they hate me, and they don't want to be my friend. I experienced that, too, and mm-hmm. I don't think I've... I, I don't think I have BPD, but I yeah, do. No. I do experience kind of those irrational yes. thoughts, right? Um, I've just I was working out with a friend, mm-hmm. and like for some reason he just didn't want to be in the little progress picture. I'd say, mm-hmm. and I I associate I put so much meaning into yeah. it. I went home I'm like I was trying to think of that like why did that happen? Maybe mm-hmm. they hate me, but at the end of the day, right? It's probably not yeah a big deal. Now, do yeah. you? Do you, when you go about those days, right? And I'm sure mm-hmm. you're the same way. Like, how how do you stifle that? Like, how do you... <laughs> it's hard and I've been working yeah. on it for yeah. a long, mm-hmm. long time. Yeah. Um, but kind of just catching yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes a while to recognize that you're doing it. Yeah. Um, but just kind of catching yourself and being like, hey, it's okay that I'm feeling this way, mm-hmm. but it's got to stop. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't because I'm in a spiral... And then the next time I see this person, I'm going to be suspicious of them and right. feel that they have some sort of ulterior motives right. and they, or they hate me. They don't want to be my friend. They don't want to be my boyfriend. Like, mm-hmm. um, and you start accusing them and then yeah. that reads, that leads to just de- debate and mm-hmm. arguments and it's, then it's just unnecessary tension. And then yeah. you regret it after and you're like, why, why did I think that way? Mm-hmm. And then it's a constant cycle. Yeah. Right. Are there, um, what tools do you, you, you said you catch yourself. Mm-hmm. No, what, what does that mean? Um, so I've worked a lot on um, self, self-compassion mm-hmm. um, and just kind of being easier on myself because I'll catch myself, but then I'll be like, okay, I, I caught myself doing this. I can mm-hmm. stop, but then I get mad at myself for ever thinking like that way. Yeah. Um, and then... So I just, I'm trying to be easier on myself, um, just kind of being like, okay, yeah, this happened, but let's be a little bit easier on ourselves and let's think logically. I think yeah, the hardest thing for me too is like forgiving myself because yeah. I, like I've done some pretty bad stuff, albeit mm-hmm. not like, you know, I'll be in jail, not like a, yeah. Jeffrey, Dahmer, <laughs> not like a Jeffrey Dahmer type, yeah. but like there's these things that like I had no control over. I, mm-hmm. I, I think I did, but I now I looking back, I feel so guilty about mm-hmm. it. And even like the day to day, it's like, oh, I, 
like not doing anything is something right mm-hmm. i should have done more mm-hmm. being able to like forgive oneself mm-hmm. like, i struggle with it's really day. hard like, how do you go about that though like, especially um, with bpd right when your emotions are just very like volatile is that mm-hmm. is that would, would that yeah, be correct? yeah yeah i would say mm-hmm. that very intense um mm-hmm. it is hard um and just remembering that people are gonna forgive you mm-hmm. and if they forgive you why can't you forgive yourself that's like the main question yeah. the people who care about you mm-hmm. um the people who love you and re- actually really love you are the ones who are going to stick around even yeah. though you might have made this tiny little mistake yeah. that in your brain is like the it's the end of the world. The end of the world, yeah, yeah. yeah I get so bogged down, right? Mm-hmm. And you forget that there are people that love you. Yeah. There, you forget that you you have gone through all this schooling mm-hmm. to be a correctional officer, right? Mm-hmm. To to be this independent, this strong person that mm-hmm. never gives up, right? Do Do you ever get that? You forget, right? Yeah. Like how how do you remember though? Is it just like you walk back? Oh. This pops up in your head yeah or do you have like maybe like some sticky notes or maybe um you know you call a friend and mm-hmm. like for me calling a friend is probably my best outlet yeah. just like hey remind me what is reality <laughs> you know <laughs> tell me tell me you know i'm fishing for confluence tell me something yeah. good because i'm just so i'm this in this hole and mm-hmm. it's just so I, I can't see any light you know yeah Sh- shine some light here yeah uh, what role does a support system in your um, life uh my friends and my mm. parents are definitely like a big one as mm. well as my partner he's mm. been very very helpful yeah, understanding understanding i'm happy um, to hear thank you yeah um but uh kind of just reminding me that i didn't get where i am with luck i got where i am because i worked hard mm-hmm. and that's something that i haven't really got through my brain yet is um i i worked really hard to get where i am i know you did um i'm 22 years old with a career basically and that's really scary full-fledged adult yeah it's i hate being an adult man (laughs) it's so scary just looking back we were just (laughs) seems like yesterday we were just in elementary yeah (laughs) um there's this idea of the internal locus of control and the external locus of control. Are you familiar with that? A little bit. I heard well, of it. <laughs> right, right. It kind of goes back to what you just said. With mm-hmm. you did, you were the one who did all these things. Mm-hmm. You put in the work to to be a correctional officer mm-hmm. to find to make yourself happy. You mm-hmm. you put in that work. Yeah. Right, and that's uh, that would characterize you as an internal locus of control where mm-hmm. within yourself that is. Uh, a lot you can change your situation okay right you can mm-hmm. go out there and be who you want to be and get what you want mm-hmm. and there's this idea of external control as well which is the opposite of that where you go about life and mm-hmm. it's just luck yeah. you know you were born into this life mm-hmm. and the all the problems all the success everything you've worked towards that's just because of the genetics that's right. just because of I don't know, just your parents or the, mm-hmm. the opportunities that are around you, the weather, mm-hmm. all external. Right. right. Were you in that facet of thinking external? Like what made you jump? Because yeah. it, it seemed like before you were, you had an external locus of control. Mm-hmm. But now it seems you have an internal locus of control. Now you're, you're more in control. Yeah. Right. What, how did you jump 
from external to internal. Um, I'm still making that jump. Right. It's, but, it's, um, it's still kind of weird. Yeah. Like sometimes you on days, right? You yeah. might go to <laughs> external, but... Um, definitely just the the repeated like telling myself that I'm here because I want to be here and I'm here because I did the work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was definitely like a person who was felt very lucky. Mm-hmm. I, um, I got into school my first try. Like I was like, okay, yeah, I I'd had pretty poor grades. I was like, yeah, that's luck. Oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got into my second program, um, within a week of me applying. Mm-hmm. That's luck. Right. Um, I passed all my exams. Um, I didn't study as hard as I should have. But you did. I did. I just, I, exactly. I did, but, but you, I, you, you I don't ever felt like it. Maybe you discounted that. Like yeah. maybe you, you placed that effort and you're, you're just like, oh man, like that's, you didn't put any worth to it when there yeah. is worth. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I definitely just kind of was floating through the last couple of years, not really realizing that. I'm actually doing some really good things for myself and I kind of just didn't really think about it until now where I go to work and sometimes I feel like, oh, do I deserve to be here? Like kind of that little bit of that imposter syndrome, like um, the what if I'm not as good as everybody thinks I am, you know, Um, but you just have to believe that you can do it. Um, cause I want to be so good at my job. I really want to be there. I love what be. I do. As long as you don't give up. Right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and kind of just kicking that imposter syndrome in the face, just kind of mm-hmm. recognizing that, Hey, you're doing good things. Um, and it's okay to feel like you're not sometimes cause that's, that's valid. You're gonna, mm-hmm. everybody does. Um, but picking yourself up and getting out of that hole is what's important. Do you believe that everyone should go to a rock bottom to be able to appreciate their life? Um, I definitely feel like there's a lot of people who haven't mm-hmm. been th- at that rock bottom and still are happy and stuff like that. And that's perfectly fine. But I do definitely feel that a lot of people who have dug themselves out of that, that pit um, and recognize their own self-worth um are definitely very happy i've seen it yeah no um often i haven't met anyone but i've heard of it the people that go through cancer and are are, are survivors mm-hmm. get cured often don't uh if they could go back and change it they wouldn't change it because mm-hmm. it's made them appreciate life yeah and how vulnerable we are mm-hmm. and how just fragile everything is mm-hmm. and i i know i've hit my rock bottoms too yeah. i think and I, I wouldn't change it. I just, yeah. that's who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, would you say that for BPD if you could change, like, I feel like that's that's who you are, right? That's yeah. Because I always always had this idea of my life was perfect. Let's just say mm-hmm. I didn't have any problems and I went through life and it was all linear and everything was mm-hmm. up. Then I would just be a spoiled brat, right? Yeah. And you, you learn to, yeah. like, as you said, like, you didn't really have to try. You got accepted mm-hmm. and you didn't really have to do this. And then everything just kind of, you felt lucky, mm-hmm. right? But it's not, how are diamonds formed to you? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> it's not 
once you go through those times where you're tested mm-hmm. and you're you're going to bed and you it's just you're bogged down and you mm-hmm. feel hopeless and you wake up it's the same thing and then once you're out of that period mm-hmm. then you look back and you're like wow th- like this energy that i feel is so much better than mm-hmm. before and you mentioned that there's there's um in bpd right there's hypo uh, uh border oh, or um Bi- bipolar bipolar yeah right right you you've experienced those what um i i thought i did but i right. i didn't um right. so what was, would, what was what were those emotions then um it was more just like i said the interpersonal like the the reactions mm-hmm. um the extreme mm-hmm. mood swings from getting in my own head and and mm-hmm. reading into things rather than just the waking up and feeling okay, okay. yeah yeah um with with the self talk, mm-hmm. right? Because I, like when you really truly look at your inner self, you you realize just what's you know. When you make a mistake, do you call yourself a failure? I know that's just how do you change that? Because I know it's easier. Like with even with addiction, I know there's this mm-hmm. idea of like we're addicted to thought as well, yeah. right? When there's things that damaging us mm-hmm. or damaging us, why do we keep doing it? <laughs> like, um. Yeah, like, that's yeah. a that's a really good yeah, question. I, oh my gosh. Yeah, and it's just why like why yeah. do you how do you when you're in that state of mind, mm-hmm. how do you rationalize that? Yeah, I have yeah. oh, I've never really thought about that. Yeah. Um. I guess just like. It's it's hard to when you're in a it's like I guess like yeah like you said like addiction when you. When you get into the those thoughts and you spiral and that's that's all you can think about and you just don't know how to get out of it because you don't know how, um, you don't have the tools. But once you have the tools, just like any addiction, you go to detox, you go to rehab, um, you have the tools to to fight it, um, to get better. Because I I definitely feel like you can get better from yeah. those spirals. There's a, there's a solution. There is a right? solution, yeah. And then, yeah, no, what I really don't get about it is it doesn't feel good, right? When you're no. in that state of mind, and yeah. whether it be from, like, substance abuse or mm-hmm. just video games or mm-hmm. or just the mode of thinking, whether you're the way you're talking to yourself, it doesn't feel good, Mm-mm. right? Now, why do we keep doing that to ourselves? That's, like, the human yeah. kind of what I've been trying to find answers for. Yeah, we love pain. <laughs> yeah, no, we do. But we love, we, you know, we, we think we like pleasure, but at the same time, too much of it yeah. can be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to, I want to talk about social media mm-hmm. and how that kind of, I know there's, are you, I'm sure it's just common um, knowledge now that there is a link, uh, a correlation, mm-hmm. or even I'd say even causation that um, ever since the birth of like Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. Snapchat, that there are uh, the mental health in adolescence and just mm-hmm. the overall uh, population yeah. it's been degrading right and we still go on there because like we rationalize mm-hmm. it as we want to be closer to our family and friends mm-hmm. right and well it's good too much of it can be bad right yeah. what how does social media play a role in your life and do you find that like it makes your symptoms worse um it definitely can um i think social media can can be really helpful um, I've learned a lot about, um, about like BPD from other people who have it. Um, but I've also 
seen a lot of negativity yeah. regarding it. Um, I got in the, I got in a fight in the comments of a TikTok me one too, time. Me too. Like those fights, son, those get my heart racing. Yeah. Like, just took my phone. Like, how's yeah. this guy? Like, plus you don't even know what they look like. Exactly. Dude, they could just be they could just yeah. be trolling you. Yeah. But like, um, what? Yeah. Uh, how do you deal with? Because I know you put yourself out there. I've mm-hmm. seen you. I've seen your TikToks. I've seen you. Yeah. Talk about. Uh, borderline personality disorder Mm -hmm. and i've seen you advocate for just positivity how do you deal with the judgment and like the negativity because i know Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel it does no it doesn't feel good nobody in the world (laughs) likes negativity i don't know if you do it's just you're probably very unhealthy yeah how do you deal with this um i guess just you got to recognize that there are people who have a problem with you Um, same as even out of social media, um, I've always had a really hard time with accepting that there might just be somebody who doesn't like you. Yeah, no, I think that's so uncomfortable, right? It's so uncomfortable. I've done nothing to you, right? Like, why would you, you don't know me, right? Why, like, based on an interaction, Mm -hmm. like a five minute, even 30 seconds, you're gonna decide you don't like me? Yeah. It's just like... It's it's hard. Um, Mm. and even like... In situations where I know I've messed up and I've had arguments and stuff like that, falling outs, um, it still doesn't feel good. But I think it's worse on social media when um, there are people who leave comments and you you don't know who they are. You've never given them a reason specifically to hate you other than what you've put out there, which a lot of the time doesn't actually represent who you are as a person in real life like my life on social media is pretty good like i post it's it's like if you look at a person's life on social media Mm -hmm. it's all perfect it's all butterflies and rainbows yeah right and it doesn't it doesn't you don't really know that person Mm -hmm. but then you scroll through it and everybody's smiling and there's Mm -hmm. no bad things going on Mm -hmm. that's what i that's what i want to change you know i want people to do talk like release them there and Mm -hmm. i don't want to be the person to air out all their dirty laundry right but i feel like it's so empowering right Mm -hmm. that's why they've inspired me that you do open up about that stuff and i really want to get it out there you know that that types of (laughs) that it's not just good times yeah we all do we we all go through bad times and Mm -hmm. being able to like accept that and to view social media as like okay this this is a false reality. This mm-hmm. is not real. Like this is sure it's 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 very helpful. Like mm-hmm. lots of good memes. Yeah. A lot of good you know DM send your friend a meme. Mm-hmm. Haha. But um, what's it called? How how do you combat this um this feeling though when you do get into those arguments? Mm-hmm. Like you can just block them, right? Because yeah. I know you like how do you rationalize these trolls? Mm-hmm. You know. Like, um, I guess, like, like I said earlier, just recognizing that there is, there's always going to be somebody who has a problem with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. You, not, you don't have to like, cause you don't like everybody. Right. 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 So I, I think it goes both ways. It goes right? both ways. And once you yeah. recognize that, it makes it a little mm-hmm. bit easier. Cause like, mm-hmm. it's easy to, to get into that headspace where you're like, Oh, everybody hates me. Like, and yeah. like, I did this wrong. I did this wrong. But there's also going to be times where you are like, hey, 
that person's not really my favorite. It should be both ways, right? Yeah. I think it only works if you like everyone, which yeah, exactly. I don't think I don't. I don't think I've met someone who just likes everyone. Yeah. Because it's just like it doesn't exist. You know, it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> just like a false reality. That's like yeah. just a, attaining perfection. Going back to attaining perfection mm-hmm. again, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, if you are a person going through uh, mental health issues. And you think you have BPD and you think or you may have bipolar. How do you find out? Like, in what ages do that, does that really come out of? Or it's just, I think it's really prevalent nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. Mental health issues. It's, we're, we're doing a good job with like bringing yeah. light to these things. Mm-hmm. But where do you go? Um, f- for my personal experience, I have found that um, a psychiatrist... Although, they're really hard to get in to see one. I waited months and months. Both times I went and saw one. Um, the, but to start off with, going to your doctor, you're mm-hmm. finding... If you don't have one, find like a, a, like a family doctor, um, which is also very hard. I definitely... I did get lucky in finding mine. Um, but that's... It's so hard. Um, like... I find when I first started with um, my mental health journey, I was diagnosed with anxiety um, at 15 or 16. um, And that was by my family doctor at the time. And when I decided that I wanted to go and see a psychiatrist, I booked an appointment with my family doctor and he sent off a referral. And then I had to wait months for my referral to be accepted another couple months for an appointment that's crazy um it's really really unfortunate that that's the way it goes um but for for now for anybody who can't um or or has to wait i definitely would recommend finding a therapist um in the meantime just to help help you find ways to cope um and there's tons there's tons of different t- kinds of therapy um, and I guess just researching, um, what kind of therapy you think would help. Um, cause I, I, I'm very, very against people diagnosing themselves. Yeah. It's just like, it could be that same way with yeah. like, if you got a, if you got a cold, like a common cold, yeah. you go on Google, what yeah. is this? And then it's like a hundred different things and yeah. they choose one. It's like, okay, that's, that's yeah, what I probably have. cancer. Then, that's yeah. Probably cancer. <laughs> you know, you feel like a little headache. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to go through surgery. <laughs> yeah. People just jump to conclusions, yeah. right? Um, yeah. Um, but you see it all <clears throat> over TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like, as TikTok especially. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see people, like, it's very big, I found, with um, autism right now, is people self-diagnosing autism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or even th- something as simple as depression. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think you, before you go to any... Before you jump to any conclusions, talk to somebody. Um, Because that's the only way you're going to find out, is if you talk to a professional. Um, Because I don't want... And especially, like, I've had people come to me and be like, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. Would Do you think that's what it is? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Go talk to somebody. I'm not a professional. I can't diagnose you with anything. All I know is what I know, and I... When I thought maybe that's what I had, I googled the symptoms, 
Um, and I was like, yeah, I identify with this, 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 and this. Okay, it's time to go and see somebody. Yeah, it's most likely, right? Yeah. But then they could, they could, you could be wrong. It could, be, yeah. Yeah. Like if you go, if you look in the DSM five, mm-hmm. there's a billion different mental illnesses. Right. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I often get in these talks with a lot of my friends who do experience anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. um, and like like you said, we I don't have all the answers, and while I'm there to listen, mm-hmm. right? You really they people need help should seek a healthcare professional mm-hmm. trained yes. and yeah there's this people always ask oh am i just being a wuss or is it depression right mm-hmm. is it just like you go through these things in life and it's mm-hmm. there's all these definitions right it's very yeah. subjective or mm-hmm. anxiety like am i is this just like a little phase or mm-hmm. is this full-blown anxiety because yeah. people are just so quiet about it and nobody mm-hmm. really knows and at the same yeah. time like one anxiety episode could mm-hmm. result in a different outcome it's different for every single person yeah and going about and trying to discover it yourself mm-hmm. and making it a full conclusion is just so inaccurate and you need yeah. that help mm-hmm. right? you need that help to be able yeah. to help yourself to mm-hmm. to find that focal point right Where yeah. that is the the answer mm-hmm. and how do you Help if you have a family or a friend suffering um, from BPD. How do you how do you help them? How do you understand? Um, um, I guess choose choose the ones who you know who have empathy, um, because there are a lot of people, and I've dealt with a lot of people who just who just simply can't understand, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like not everybody's going to, right. but um, if I we're dealing with somebody else who felt the same way as me. Um, I guess I would just be there to listen, um, give advice when prompted. Um, even just something as simple as giving you a hug, like when you're bawling your eyes out. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just that physical touch is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is going to be different for everybody. Um, everybody feels different things at different times and different variations and that's the problem with BPD is it's so um I don't want to say erratic it can be but um unpredictable I guess is what I would would say mm-hmm. um the, the smooth switches are very um very rapid um and just understanding that alone can be really helpful um understanding that People, a lot of people with BPD are going to look into things. Mm-hmm. And you just have to understand that that's what they do. Um, doesn't mean that make it okay. Um, and it's definitely like, you got to talk about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and and talk through why you feel that way. Um, what, what about this situation is making you upset. Um, and that really helps. Just a lot of communication, I guess. How would you describe the feeling... I know I was talking to a friend earlier because I was telling mm-hmm. her, oh, my friend uh, Tegan Pasitney is actually coming. We're going to talk about BPD. Mm-hmm. And she showed me a picture of um, a, a person on a path. Mm-hmm. And um, to differentiate, BPD is like two paths and one mm-hmm. is like all rainbows and darkness. Mm-hmm. But then, um, did I say BPD? Yeah. Okay, no, no, no. 
I meant bipolar. Bipolar okay. is like two separate paths. Yes. And then the other path is BPD, mm-hmm. which is like the same one straight line, and it's the same. Um, it's sunshines and rainbows in the same pathway. Mm-hmm. Does that? Can you add on to that? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, how do you how do you feel? Um, uh, it is those... definitely like you feel a lot of different things at once, mm-hmm. um, especially in a situation where you, you have become upset, whether it's something that you think you've done or whether it's something that somebody else has done or mm-hmm. said, um, you feel a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the times for me, I, I tend to internalize it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I get upset, I find a hard, I find it really hard to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I am getting better at, but right. um, a lot of the times, like the main one for me is anger. Um, I get really, really angry. My face gets hot. Like I feel really tense. Um, and then once I've kind of <laughs> chilled out, I feel a lot of guilt and shame for feeling that anger. Um, so it kind of just like, it's it's like this, like you, you're feeling so many different things. And then one minute you're okay, one minute you're not. One minute you're okay, one minute you're not. Can you feel happy and angry at the same time? Is that possible? Sad uh, and happy? Is that... I definitely think you can. Yeah. I, th- I think I felt that. Yeah? Like... How would you describe that? Um, a lot of it is feeling happy for someone else mm-hmm. um, and sad for yourself. I think um, when there's opportunities for other people... Maybe you've been passed up on them. Like, I, and I think that's happened to everybody. Everyone, yeah. Um, feeling happy for somebody else, wanting the best for them, but also being like, oh man, kind of yeah. wish that was me. No, really. Um, I think that's the best example I can give, um, which I definitely think everybody has felt on some level. Um, mm. But I definitely think you can feel mm. two opposite emotions at the same time. And I think that's it's really complicated. That sounds like a superpower, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but definitely, can you, is there a scenario where it would be a good thing, like, for you? Like, where it is, like, on the upside? Because I know Mm -hmm. we've talked about just, like, the negativity associated with it. But is there a a time where it is a good thing to have it? Um, it... Yeah, so I've made made a post about this, and Mm. I don't know where it is now, but um, there's this, there's a very big stigma against BPD um, Mm -hmm. that we're toxic, abusive, crazy, manipulative, but though some people are, I don't think that that's all necessarily just BPD, mm-hmm. but there are people who are like that, coincidentally also have BPD, but the part that people don't see is the empathy, the care, the kindness, the want to treat other people well, mm-hmm. um, and at least that's how I feel, like, I feel those are my good qualities, like, I care so much about so mm-hmm. many people. Yeah. Um, I want everybody in, in my life to succeed. Um, and some people don't really see that. They get scared mm-hmm. by the, you, the label. You care so much, right? Yeah. Does that ever push people away, though, when you care too much because you're putting in so much effort yeah. <laughs> into the friendship? Yeah. I think it does. Um, mm-hmm. I think people just don't not really know how to take that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people aren't used to that. Yeah. Um, especially I, I tend to attract people who have gone through a lot, um, mm-hmm. and in, in the assortment of different scenarios, but, um, when you show them the empathy that you have, 
they don't so a lot of people just don't really get it they're like yeah. i don't know what this is like and just hey i i understand I'm, I'm feeling you man it's like foreign sometimes to some yeah. people right they you go about um when you tell someone you do care mm-hmm. that's like a big shock what like excuse me yeah like like, yeah tell me more tell me more Mm -hmm. and they're they're so hesitant at first right but then they start to open up and the guards go down Mm -hmm. and you see this sparkle in their eyes that are like okay it's okay to feel yeah it's okay to be one with my emotions right Mm -hmm. to to let other people in my life because people are so used to this just the destruction and Mm -hmm. other people taking advantage of them and just seeing you know, just bad. Mm-hmm. And then they meet someone like you and you make it okay to have all these mental health issues, mm-hmm. right? And you can work towards a solution. Yeah. You can work towards being a correctional officer mm-hmm. even amidst all the chaos. Mm-hmm. Now, when you, what are the challenges that you faced in becoming a correctional uh, officer um, with BPD? Um, I definitely found that it's, um, it's, it's a lot of self-doubt. Um, I, and it's been the main thing that I've been going through, um, as of recent, like just remembering that I can do it, um, because I want to, I can do it because, yeah, because I want to, um, I want to be there. I'm happy to be there. I want to see my coworkers. I want to see our clients. I want to put in the best I can, and I want to help make these people's lives a little bit better if I can. Um, and sometimes I forget that when like something happens at work, um, or I read into an interaction, mm-hmm. and I find that hey, maybe that person's mad at me. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I can't do this. I'm too emotional for this job. I can't do it. Like, I don't know why I'm here. And then I get into that spiral. Spiral, and it's just, and yeah. you got to stop yourself. And yeah, I got to stop myself. And mm-hmm. like, everybody has their own um, way of stopping and just being yeah. like, hey, this isn't a, a, a something that we can think about right now. This is mm-hmm. something that we're going to take and put it away later. I like to think of boxes. I put those thoughts Boxes. in a box and I put it Store on a shelf. Store them up? Do you ever burn them? Uh, <laughs> Chuck no. them out? <laughs> I, put, I put other boxes on top of them. But what if you open it and it's too full? <laughs> no, there's so many boxes. It's like oh, a file. Oh, there's so many. It's, it's, it's a, a whole file. wall of boxes. Okay, a box for yeah. a doubt here, box yeah. for shame, box for just happy memories. Yep, right? pretty much. <laughs> box for daydreaming. <laughs> yep, yeah, and everything. Uh, and like sometimes, you know, mm. those boxes get open and those thoughts come back and that's okay. But then it's, <laughs> it's usually at a time when, okay, I can deal with this now. Okay. It's like, I can sit down and, and rationalize why I feel this way, mm-hmm. think about it, or talk to somebody. Um, like, if I'm going to my, see my therapist, or I'm just talking to my friend, like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, can you just listen, or can you help me figure out why I feel this way? Mm-hmm. And more often than not, my friends have the space for that in their lives, and so they will listen to me. Yeah. Um, which I have really appreciated. People, you, you, like, it comes as a shock to many, right? That mm-hmm. vulnerability, while it can, it's seen by many as a weakness, is mm-hmm. actually like a power. Yeah. Like, when I describe my emotions to people, like, people see me and they think I'm this, like, oh, I run marathons, I work mm-hmm. out all the time. 
they think I, I'm living some sort of, you know, like heart, I'm hardened and I don't mm-hmm. feel emotions, but actually I, I'm very soft. Like yeah. I, 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 I do, I resonate with a lot of what you said, mm-hmm. uh, shame, doubt, you mentioned imposter syndrome mm-hmm. and vulnerability has truly helped me just change my life trajectory and mm-hmm. it's actually brought me closer to people and as you, you've said yeah. right and people need to internalize that your emotions your your problems mm-hmm. your just self-doubt shame it's all rooted in something and yeah. you can actually find a solution for it you can mm-hmm. alleviate it and sharing it with granted the people that truly care about you because mm-hmm. there are some that do act like they care right and yeah they don't really they don't mm-hmm. want to hear about that stuff but for the most part people you're humanized yeah and people realize that oh tegan goes through this mm-hmm. it's okay it's okay yeah you know um for someone suffering with bpd right now or depression anxiety mm-hmm. what would you say to them mm. I would say something that I like to hear, um, mm-hmm. that your feelings are valid, mm-hmm. um, and it's okay to feel them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's. I think I'll leave that at that. I think your feelings are valid, and it's okay to feel them. Um, because your feelings are always valid. Um, you matter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah, you do, yeah, you matter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I know, that's a great... Um, place to end at yeah um, i want to say thank you so much you have been so brave and i've seen you just since grade six and while we <laughs> haven't been entirely close you know i've seen mm-hmm. just your your life trajectory and you never let these things take you you thank know you. you always get got back up mm-hmm. and with hope and resiliency and just courage and there's there's this quote um I don't, know, I, I don't know this guy, Napoleon Bonaparte. Napoleon Bonaparte, yeah. I know you're into history and stuff, right? So <laughs> I don't I don't really know that guy, but he yeah. has this quote. Is he a good person? Uh, I don't know too much about <laughs> oh, okay. Napoleon. <laughs> okay, I, I don't know if he's actually a good general or something, or, but he's got a good quote. It's, courage is not going on when you have strength. Mm-hmm. It's going on when you have none. Mm-hmm. Right? I like that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's strength. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you're bogged down and you feel so down and mm-hmm. you still keep going, sometimes each day can be a success. Mm-hmm. It can be a win just yeah. by you living, mm-hmm. right? You don't need to do these things to be loved. Like you don't mm-hmm. need to be able to make millions or to be a doctor, a lawyer. Mm-hmm. You matter, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, as always, guys. Keep it long term. Thank you so much, Tegan. Thank you. That's it. Awesome. <laughs> Full disclosure we are not healthcare professionals. If you're experiencing pain or any mental health distress, go seek a healthcare professional. But you are loved, and there is a place for you in this world. And as always, keep it long term, everybody. God bless.